0: Proverbs 13.20 says this, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Like Aaron was saying and, and, and like we talked about last week, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You will see exactly where you're headed with the friends that you are hanging out with currently. And God really seriously used the message last week. I've heard some awesome stories from a lot of your parents of how you went home and made some choices that were very hard. And so that is so awesome. That is seriously incredible. And so today, part two of the Friends and Family series that we're in, we're going to continue talking about friends. And so uh, I want to talk about a guy named Saul, who you guys have heard about if you've been in church at all. He was a guy that was killing Jews that were were following the way. His name was Saul. And one day he was walking down a street and he was converted because the Lord, uh, who he had been persecuting the Jews that were following him, the Lord showed up and said, hey, by the way, those people you're persecuting, they're following me. I am the way. And he was blinded and he came across a guy named Ananias. Ananias put his hands on him and he prayed for him. And just a lot of great things happened right there because Saul was actually killing a lot of people. Nobody was like a friend of Saul, okay, unless you were his boys, the people he hung out with. I'm still thinking about this dance. The people that he hung out with, truly, in the way that he was raised, was leading him to do things that was completely wrong. And we see Saul right here, somebody who everybody feared, has a life-changing experience. And people thought, oh, that didn't really happen. I don't know if you've been there before where maybe you we're going one direction and God changed your life and you started going another direction and people didn't really believe that it was a real conversion. And so right here in Acts nine, verse 26, Acts nine, verse 26 says this. When he came to Jerusalem, talking about Saul, when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. I want you to underline that right there and notice how It's separated by those commas. It says that he tried, meaning this, multiple times he tried to join the disciples, tried to join the ones that were walking with Jesus. Tried multiple times. Can you imagine the the disciples at that moment whenever Saul walks up, who they've heard about? They've seen him on Instagram, hashtag don't trust Saul. A lot of stuff was going on. And then Saul walks up. Saul walks up, and he says, what's up, guys? And they're like, "Uh uh-uh, bro, you better back up. I'll cut you. (laughs) And they're like, they're like, (laughs) thank you, you should stick around. Um, They're like, no, 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 because this has actually been three years later from his conversion. So they've been hearing about Saul doing a lot of these things for Christ and doing a lot of things. And then he finally, three years later, shows up. And they're like, hey, bro, get away from here. Get away from me. And he's like, no, 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 I'm a good guy. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I want to hang with y'all. I want to preach with y'all. I want to do a lot of stuff. And he is outcasted by some of the really big time, cool people back in the day. I don't know about you, if you've ever been outcasted before or you've ever showed up to a group of people who have really, want, you wanted to hang out with, are like, no, get away from me. And you're like, what's up? They're like, get away. They're saying get away because they don't want to die. But for you, maybe you've been on the other side of that. Or maybe for you, your life changed so much and you wanted to hang out with some people their life, you saw Christ in them and they're like, no, I am not hanging out with you. Well, let me tell you, you're in a good place. Because the same thing happened right here to Saul who went on to write most of the New Testament. Somebody who is super influential in the Christian walk right now with so many people in this room. I mean, we're reading about him right now. He's kind of a big deal. He tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. I, I'm just being honest, I would have been too, even three years later. They were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple, not believing that he really had a conversion. We, and maybe, maybe you're not the one trying to join the group, maybe you're the friend who is in the group, and you see somebody or you know somebody who has been going through a really hard time. Maybe you're somebody who, you know someone's been going through it, but for some reason you are kinda pushing your hand at them and saying, no, 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 I don't don't want anything to do with you. I want nothing to do with you. I'm gonna ask you to put your hands down and stop pushing that person away, and go ahead and wrap your arms around that person because you actually could change their life. You could change their life, how do I know that? Well for me, I've had many people, instead of stiff arm me, wrap their arms around me and say hey, I got you, I wanna help you, I wanna be there for you. In verse 27, it says, but Barnabas. Again, Saul, very hated somebody who was killing people that were going after Christ, accepts Christ, meets him, goes to join the disciples. The disciples like, uh-uh. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. But Barnabas, you have the opportunity to change somebody's life. The word Barnabas, his name, actually means encourager. But Michael, but Meredith, but Zach, but Mallory. Are people saying that about you? Everybody else has outcast these people. Everybody else has outcast this person. But Kevin, but Mallory, but Ryan. What about you? Are you the type of person that no matter what anybody's thinking about this person, you're willing to do a little awkward side hug? Because I guarantee you Barnabas is like, come here, Saul. His name is still Saul right here, by the way. His name is not changed until chapter 13. And so he grabs him around the neck and he says, hey, this is Saul. And let me just tell you about him. He is awesome. Saul so was like, mm-mm no, Barnabas, you've been, what's wrong with you, dude? You're hugging a killer. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. How before this, in those three years span, he was actually hanging out with and seeing people that loved Jesus and was preaching to them. But Barnabas, we need more Barnabas people that are walking with the Lord, encouragers. Are you the one that is giving other people a chance? Or are you the one that's stiff-arming everybody else and not giving anybody a chance? No matter what they've done, no matter where they've been, no matter who they've done, no matter what's going on in their life, no matter what drug they're doing, no matter anything, we should be the ones saying, hey, let me just give you a chance. Let me just tell you, that, hey, come here, man. Come here, girl. But Barnabas gives his blessing to Saul. He saw what he could be. And I'm thankful for those people in my life. I'm thankful for the people in my life that saw what I could be and not what I was. My first job as a a youth pastor, I walked into this office because I heard there was an opening, it was in Arkansas. I had almost graduated and I walked into this church pastor, this this pastor's office at the church, and I said, hey, this is legit. I said, hey, I, I wanna be your youth pastor. I heard there's an opening. He laughed at me. And I was like. Okay. And he's like, aren't you the guy that cusses whenever you play basketball? I was like, (laughs) Me? Yeah. Aren't you the coach whenever you coach sports? Aren't you the one that's really rude to the refs? (laughs) Yes, it's me. Aren't you the one? And he just starts listing all these things. His name was James, Pastor James Guthrie. I'll never forget it. And he starts saying all these. I was like, okay, I'm not, I don't know what to do. It's just one of those moments you're like, I don't I have nothing. I'm a failure. And he goes, come back tomorrow. I was like, that's a dub. I'll be back. So I go home and I come back. Go home. Go to the dorm. And I come back the next day, dressed a little nicer. And he said, we'll give you a chance. I was like, so you're saying there's a chance? And he's like, that's a movie quote. Y'all already watching it. We're dumb and dumber. Anyways. And so he gave me a chance. And he said, here's the deal. You have to work for free for three months. And I was like, okay. Ministry, shouldn't I shouldn't get paid for this anyways. You're right, pastor. And so I did. But... James Guthrie in my life. He gave me a chance. And I'm so thankful for him. He gave me my first shot at doing student ministry. He gave me that chance. And I think also sometimes what happens, Christians, I need you to listen to what I'm about to say. I think what happens is that we have friends and we have family members, but we have people who have how to walk with the Lord, or maybe they had their life changed and then something happens to where we realize maybe they're not walking with the Lord like you think they should be. Maybe they're doing things that you think they shouldn't be doing. And what do we do at times? We sometimes say, I'm not gonna hang out with you anymore. I'm not gonna invite you to church anymore. You go and do your life over there. I'm gonna do my Christian goody-goody over here because I'm perfect let me tell you something. You are no different than those people. Actually, you become a little bit worse because you're judging them and you're pushing them away. We need to stop that, especially before the school year starts. Look, you want to win people to Christ? You want to show Christ? Then accept people because no one's perfect in you. You're definitely not perfect. Jesus isn't looking at us and like, oh, well, that sin is greater than that. No. By the way, they're all the same in his eyes. We have we put them where we think they should be, but they're all the same. We need to stop pushing people away. We need to start encouraging and wrapping our arms around people. But Barnabas, I'm so thankful for one of the biggest Barnabuses in my life is a guy named Philip Dottridge. I am so thankful for Philip. He literally helped change my life and my career here. Here's how. When I moved here, I went through a really hard time, and Philip didn't even know him. He shows up at my door, I was like, hey, I want you to come to our house. I was like, okay. So I went to his house. And from that moment on, started a friendship, started realizing that he has an amazing family. He's got three awesome kids. I just did one of his, his only daughter's wedding this past weekend. He introduced me to a lot of great things. A lot of people are like, I can't believe that Michael is a fan of Katie. Well, the truth is, the reason for that is because somebody from Katie took me under their wing and said, hey, you need to be a friend and a lover of the Katie Tigers. And so that's what i That's what I I was ready for people to cheer, but no one did. That's okay. And people are like, I can't believe. Literally, people have left the church because I have said, uh, Katie Tigers before, that's legit. That's a whole nother thing. You're like, well, they, you, they should have. I'm like, Well, no, it's because this. Somebody said, hey, come. nobody from Taylor grabbed me. Nobody from anywhere else grabbed me. Nobody, any, Katie, high school guy, grabbed me. Well, that means Michael doesn't like sink up. No, that's, no, I love all of you. I love all of you and I go to all your games and everything. Okay, I'm lying. I don't go to all of them. I don't go to all of them. You all play at one stadium, and I can stay there and watch you all, and you're all fantastic. Philip. when I went through a really hard time, took me under his wing. I'd never been, been hunting before in my life. I went hunting with Philip. I didn't know what I was doing. I sprayed cologne on. That's a no-no. Deer can smell you, by the way. I didn't know that. I walked around listening to the, uh, a football game. I didn't know that that's no no-no when you're hunting. He taught me those things. Also, when I started dating my wife—I don't know how to say that—my fiance, girlfriend. When I started dating her, I was so nervous to bring her to Philip. Like, oh, oh no! I was so nervous. And Philip said, "Man, she's—it's good." I said, "Do you think I, you know is it time after a year and a half of dating her?" He said, "Yeah." but Philip for me. So not just do you have that in your life, but the cool thing is, students, adults, parents, people watching this, the cool thing is, is that you can be that to somebody. No matter how old you are, no matter where you're from, no matter anything about you, I challenge you today to be that to somebody else. Be that Barnabas that took his arm and put it around Saul and said, hey, this guy's got what it takes. In verse 28 So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. As Anthony comes up, I want to wrap this up. Verse 28. We see what happened is that Saul, notice it says Saul, stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. And so three things, and we'll be done. And I hope you caught something from tonight. Three things. So how do you do that? How do you be that Barnabas? And not just to your friends and your family, but how do you be that Barnabas to the world? Because the world needs that. If you just, I mean, you you see it on social media. You see it everywhere. You see judgment. You see name calling. You see people being put down. You see just a lot of rudeness. Like when somebody does something nice, that hits the media like, what? This person did something kind and they made the news? That should be the news. We need, our world needs encouragement. And so I hope we can leave here a little bit different than when we walked in so how do we do that how do we do that number one you pray like crazy you pray like crazy a sweet girl asked me a question today it was it was awesome she's like i'm not going to tell you what she asked me but my answer honestly was prayer that was my answer to her was just i just pray and that's real I had breakfast with my friend Henry this morning and he asked me a question the honest answer was, he actually answered for me, he goes, I know prayer. And he was right, that's the only answer. How do you become these things? How do you do these things is prayer. Prayer is simply talking to God, having a conversation with him. How do you be that friend to others? Is you just tell the truth. You just tell the truth. And here's what that means. I think that our culture is too worried about who's across from them. And they're too worried about what that person thinks about what you're gonna say. Here's the deal, who cares what they think? Because the truth is when Jesus is living inside of you, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. You are the best you that Jesus, that God ever made. Do you realize that? You are the best you ever stop trying to be somebody else stop trying to impress somebody else stop trying to do all these things and you see all these great people that are doing all these great things you think man how and though i need to be like that i need to dress like that i need to do like that i am going to act like that and the thing is the world doesn't need another that the world needs you because you have christ you want to be a barnabas the truth is there's not any around and so stop looking somewhere else to do that stop trying to copy it And just be like Christ and be you and I promise you, I promise you, the world will see a difference. People may not agree with you, people may not like you. You may lose a lot of friends and you may lose a lot of popularity. Let me tell you something, it doesn't matter. You be you, you give an answer for you. When someone comes up and you see that person, and you know that they've kind of been through it or they've they've done some things that you don't agree with and everybody else is having a situation you want to be different you walk away from those people and you go to that person's hey i just want you to know this person right here they're really hurting and they're struggling i want you all to pray let's let's pray for that look like, guys that will blow their mind nobody's doing that so stop trying to be like somebody else stop looking around Stop trying to copy everybody else and what they're wearing and what they're listening to and what they're doing. Just be you. What else can you do to encourage people? What else can you do to be that Barnabas? Truly, you want to encourage somebody? Tell them about Jesus. (laughs) You want to encourage someone? Tell them about Jesus. Been around here, anytime you, I've given you a lot of ways to do that. Just tell your story. You want to encourage somebody, tell your story. Well, I, I didn't do drugs, and my parents are still married, and cool. Tell them about that and tell them about Jesus in your life. And I want to encourage some of you today. Right now, this doesn't sound very encouraging, but right now, If you don't have Christ in your life, then the truth is there's a real place that is separated from God and and that is called hell. It's biblical. And I wanna encourage you tonight that you don't have to end your life and live your life in that spot called hell. And I don't say this to scare you. I say it because I wanna encourage you that there's another place. There's a better place and a better place to live. And that's number one, ask the Spirit into your heart, ask Jesus into your heart, and have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you do that, your life is seriously changed. Yes, you still gotta work on some things. Yes, it still calls that relationship. Yes, there's a lot of prayer, and a lot of work, a lot of things that go on. But I'm telling you, you making that decision will change your current life, and it will change your eternity. Because you will then be in heaven, we're all going to die someday, believe it or not. And those that have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ will spend eternity with him in heaven. And to me, I just want you to know, that's encouraging. Like I'm having a bad day, the tomb is empty, Jesus is risen, I have in my life. And today I want to encourage you today. Tonight. So with no one looking around.